The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. In the 1950s, there was a case, there were many cases, but this particular case where a bacher, a shiva bacher, who didn't enlist for the Israeli draft, perhaps it was not malicious, perhaps he forgot, perhaps he didn't know, perhaps maybe he didn't want to, I don't know. It was a bacher, I don't know. He didn't enlist in the Israeli army. And those days, they took it very seriously. So on Erev Yom Kippur, on Erev Yom Kippur, the Briska Rav, Zechet Sadek V'Kadosh Lebracha, puts out a call to Rav Tenenboim. Rav Tenenboim was the Yoshev Rosh of the Vadi Yeshivas. He represented all the Yeshivas in Israel. He had tremendous contacts in and outside of government. And he calls him to his house in Gula, and he says, Tenenboim, we have a problem on our hands. What is it? This Bacha was arrested last night, and he's sitting in an Israeli jail with common criminals on Erevim Kippur. Mm. Got to get him out. Got to get him out, whatever it takes. He can't sit, he can't have Yeshiva Bacha sitting in jail. So he says, Kvayda Rav, absolutely. I'll do everything I can. But you should just know, Erev Yom Kippur is a legal holiday in Israel. And nobody works. There's no one to talk to. I have no one to pick up the phone to. I have no one to call, no this and that. But you should know, don't think that I'm not Machshavit. Matzi Yom Kippur, maybe even just after Avdol, even before I even sit down to eat, I'm going to make a few phone calls. At that point, I'll be able to get through to people. I'll get it done. Here we go. So Briskov tells me, he says, Terebayim. See, some people nod their heads, they remember the story. He says, Terebayim. If there's something that you'd like to tell me, but you're afraid to tell me because you're afraid of my reaction, it's okay, you can tell me. He looks at Briscoe and says, what? what? Let me say it again. If there's something that you'd like to tell me, but you're holding back because you're afraid to tell me, because you're afraid of what I'm going to say, it's okay, tell me. <laughs> he said, I don't even hear Rosh Hashiva. <laughs> what are you talking like? What? What? what do you mean? What do you mean? Don't tell me that you can't. Tell me you don't want to. He said, huh? He said, I understand. You work 365 days a year. Yeah. One day a year is the only day of the year that even the Sutton doesn't work. That's why Sutton is 364, right? Well, and, and there's one day a year you sit with your family. You have to sit with my seconds, you with your family. There's one day a year nobody bothers you. So I understand it. So don't tell me that you can't. Tell me I want to. And I won't get upset. He hears that from the brisker up. <laughs> there's no response to that. So he stands up, he bows his head, and he walks out, has no idea what he's going to do. <laughs> so he's walking on Rechov Malchi Yisrael in Geula, after coming out of Briskarov's house. And he walks past some large green gates. Those of you who are of my age will remember very clearly. Maybe some of you who lived in Israel will also remember that there used to be a military camp right in the middle of Geula. It was called Machne Schnellels. Schnellels. Big iron green gates. It was still a British military camp in its day, and the Israelis took it over, and it was a camp. Okay, so today it's uh, Schneller's is a very, very fancy uh, real estate resort. You can't even look at an apartment there for less than $2 million, don't even bother. Okay, so he knocks on the big gates in those days, the big gates, 1950, big gates. He knocks, and he says, you know what? I'll make it a shtadlis, I'll do something. Knocks on the gates, mm-hmm. quiet. Knocks harder on the gates. So he says, Misa, who's there? Oh, response. So he says, Tanabim, me bother yeshivas, like, you know, official, like this. So, okay. He hears the latch moves, mm-hmm. and the creaking of the gate as the gate opens up, and the squeaking of the gate. And there's actually a katsin standing on the other side, an officer. Why? It's Erdem Kippur, everybody went home. <laughs> so who's staffing the place? A skeleton crew, it happens to be a katsin, but he's, he's the shomer that day, sitting by the gate. He says, he saw his, uh, what would you like? He says, Tishma, I have this problem. He didn't listen for the army. They arrested him, he's sitting in a jail. We've got to get him out. Whatever it takes, we've got to get him out. She says, Tishma Adoni Harav. 
says it's a holiday today. There's not much no better to call. You know, nothing, if, if it was possible, you're a rough, you look like a hush of person, I would try to help you. But it's Eric Yom Kippur, one Jew should help another Jew. There's nobody to call. I call. Tedemam looks at me and says, listen, if there's something that you want to tell me, <laughs> but you're afraid to tell me because you're afraid of my tikkuvah, my response to you, Basadi, you can tell me. He said, Ma? <laughs> he said, I get a chadapam. Yes, you want to tell me something? But you're afraid of my tikkuvah. You're afraid of my tikkuvah. Now, this officer did not have the fine meters of a Rav Tanabai. And he was so angry at him. And he's so angry at him. He says, what are you talking about? How do you talk to me like that? You know, I want to be nice to you, and that, and this is how you respond to me? You're not. And he starts screaming at him, but the screaming at him was not enough to vent his anger. And he's still, so he's so apoplectic, he's purple in the face. There's this telephone sitting next to his desk. And if Tanamai was afraid, he's going to call the guards and put him in jail. And he picks up the phone, and he starts screaming into the phone, not making any sense. He's panicking. He says, Some rabbi came here, and he's screaming into the phone. Tanamai was watching all this. And then he goes quiet. And he hears from the other the phone, the guy said, what does he want? So he tells him, he says, this is some bacha, this and that, do you want to release him? And the guy says, done. And that day, that officer, that katzin, got a bracha from the briskarov. He took him afterwards to the briskarov for being a shachar this kid. And he got it done. Which Yid would not have given his whole fortune to get a brook from the Briska Rav at Erev Kippur? Rabbi say, what's the point of the story? What's the point of the story? Avram Avinu wants Archim. He wants it so bad that the pain of the Bris meal is nothing compared to the pain of not having a first Archim. And a Kodesh Baruch Hu sees this. So what does a Kodesh Baruch Hu do? Kodesh Baruch Hu Hoitzicham and Atika. He doesn't want to have Archim. So you have to make a Rishtavos. What does Avram do? He goes to his trusty servant, Eliezer. He says, Eliezer, bring me company, bring me guests. Go out to the shuk and bring me guests. He looked and there's nothing there. He comes back and says, boss, there's nothing there. There's nothing, I'm at the back. She says, Eliezer, do you know why you didn't find? Because you didn't want to find. Avdi, not Eve, you're Avdi, you're my servant. It's in your interest to take care of me. HaKadosh Baruch himself, Madach Kolshke, Madach HaKadosh Baruch himself, to try to protect me. Of course you're to try to protect me. So you went out hoping you wouldn't find. And you know what? Because you hoped you didn't find, you didn't find. I'm going to go out. And I'm going to go with my Ratzin. With my tremendous chukah for a mitzvah to be Mishabat HaKadosh Baruch I'm going to go out to be Machlis HaKadosh Baruch Malachim will come. Nisim will happen. But Archim will come. That's us. We have so many things that we can't do. We all know we should daven better. We should be learning better. We should have better this. We should control our anger. We all know we have what to work on. We have what to work on. So if you ask somebody, so why haven't you accomplished it yet? What do you say? Can't. Ein davar oimeh b'fnei Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire. 
www.ghostdetectingmedia.org.